Hey everybody, welcome to episode 280 of Up for Discussion, the emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. I'm your host Tom Zalatni, and I'm alone in the studio again today, like the good little quarantine baby that I am. Uh, but I'm not going to be alone in your ears or in your hearts, dear listener, because I'll be joined over the phone for this episode by my wonderful co-host Kate Bradley. Uh, But first, I want to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where I'm recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyagahaga First Nations. So it was, you know, Canada Day last week and also the 4th of July last week. And uh, this is a time of year where, you know, white colonizers celebrate colonizing and it sucks. And it's not something that I celebrate (laughs) to be totally frank. Um, but it is something that makes me reflect a lot on like what our place is here and what history has been here and like how there are a lot of reparations that need to be made and and how a lot of that is, you know, taking a really long time and probably will continue to take a really long time. And frankly, that is mostly because people aren't doing enough. Um, so if you want to do some reading today, I guess. Um, There is a uh, link in the show notes to some resources uh, of things that are worth looking at, uh, both for allyship with uh, your indigenous neighbors and also for allyship with uh, the black community right now, um, because that's the other thing that's going on right now, right, is that there is still a lot of protesting going on for Black Lives Matter, uh, and the media is not really covering that as much because they're trying to pretend that it's not happening, and like that sucks because it's really, really happening, and this revolution is real and it is ongoing. Um, so educate yourselves, um, follow important hashtags, pay attention to what's going on, amplify marginalized voices as much as you can, and. Uh, Try to just stay aware of what's happening. Um, Stay aware of what's happening and help others to stay aware as well. Because, yeah, it it is really easy to, like, just start missing this kind of stuff. But it is really going on. Um, A thing that's happening right now that's kind of wild is uh, there have been, I think, nonstop um, fireworks going off, like, all through the night in, like, New York City. Um, which is crazy <laughs> that that's not really being reported on that much. But like, I have friends who live in New York who are like, well, every night for like 10 nights, there's just been fireworks going on and it's loud and I can't sleep. And uh, that is an oppression tactic. Um, and it's it's hard to know, like, obviously the internet is all over the place in terms of the facts about it. Um, but kind of my going theory is that probably this is the government and or the police force, you know, using these overnight fireworks as a way to oppress people and stop them from protesting. And it's not working, but it is oppressive. So it still needs to stop. Um, So anyway, uh, yeah, I'm exhausted. I'm sure you're exhausted. That's why we're here for this show, to do some stuff that's a little bit less exhausting, to just have a little bit of fun today. Um, This is, of course, part of our uh, Sexy Summer 2020, which is a working title. I don't know. We're kind of loosely doing stuff about sex and sexuality this summer, um, and I am excited for you to hear this conversation that I recorded with Kate Bradley. Enjoy. Hello. Hello, Kate Bradley. Hello, Tom's a Latin eye. How are ya? I am coming off of a mushroom trip yes from yesterday, so <laughs> I, my head hurts and I'm exhausted. 
<laughs> was it a good mushroom trip at least um yes and no because i haven't done one in a while and i'm very very emotional so i was like let me not take the dose that you know zonks me for eight hours yeah but by doing that i wasn't fully like mushrooms really takes out you're like overthinking and control. It's sort of just mm-hmm. like you're just immersed in an experience. But because it was a lower dose, I was kind of immersed, but mostly overthinking. So right. like, was, but there was, there was really good, some, some good stuff. There's always a, a couple good moments of like, oh shit, I didn't realize that, and so on and so forth. So, okay, okay. So it was yeah. like a pretty medium mushroom experience. Pretty medium mushroom experience. Yes, yes. Fair enough. You know, that could be yeah. worse. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I'm going to have a, a much bigger one later this week. <laughs> so. Fair. Are you officially no longer the education director? Is that... I am officially no longer the education director. How does that feel? It feels fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, I was going to just dive into like freelancing and just mm-hmm. be like, okay, cool. So I stopped this. And then Paul was like, do you want to take some time off before, <laughs> you know... I don't know, revamping your entire career. And I was like, wait, what? So now I'm going to take a week <laughs> to sort of absorb this because it's just such mm-hmm. a huge life shift. Right. Um, and, 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 and basked in so many emotions that uh, I'm just kind of in shock. And yesterday's trip helped. I mean, that was the point of the trip. Right. To sort of think over some stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's wild and it's new <laughs> and it's, it's good and it hurts so much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I think there is definitely a value in like taking a little bit of time off after after coming off of a job. Like uh mm-hmm. I know when I when I stopped working for Hazelaid, oops, I usually don't say the company name whatever. When I, when I stopped <laughs> working for Hazelaid a couple months ago, like in the middle of the pandemic, I was like, "Oh shoot." <laughs> optimistic to call it the middle toward the beginning of the pandemic, but a few weeks in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh I just, you know, went from being constantly stressed about work to suddenly not having a job, right? And I was like, oh, crap, right. I, I guess I can pour tons of time into, you know, podcast things and freelance work. And then Teffer was like, you are going to take at least one week of just relaxing and doing only the, like, you know, the minimum amount that you need to do. And I was like, okay, yeah. okay. And I think that helped a lot to kind of, like, decompress a little bit and then be in a better headspace when I did dive back into stuff. And uh, yeah, so yeah. I think I think that's the right call, like, especially because I think like, the job you are coming off of, like you had it for, you know, a quarter of the amount of time that I had my previous job for. Mm-hmm. But I think it was considerably higher stress than <laughs> than my job was. So it probably evens out to about the same thing of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think taking some time to just chill is probably a good call. Yeah. Thank goodness for our partners, huh? Cause right. I, I, like Paul said, you want to take some time off. And I was at the counter and my, my, my brow just got all tense. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, you could take like a couple days. You could. And then I was like, still kind of in shock I was like can I as if it, I had to get permission can I take a week he's like dude people take two weeks for a vacation we're okay you can do this I mean you know? also like serb yeah well exactly yeah we wouldn't be able I wouldn't just be like willy nilly let me take a week if if it was like right. I can't eat like yeah so that's a huge privilege to be able to take that time definitely but uh, 
I think it's uh, also like great timing with Miyazaki movies coming on Netflix. <laughs> I'm like, yes, okay, I have a plan because otherwise it could have just been me worrying about how to relax for six days and then, right. you know, sort of being okay for one day and then diving back into work. So, right, but yeah. Tom, how are you? Uh, how are you? I'm doing okay. I'm uh, I'm tired. I'm real tired. Mm. It's um, it's just been a, a an exhausting couple of weeks and and like you know not for not for particular reasons i'm just really tired we um mm-hmm. we finally got a new bed um oh, <laughs> this was like yes it's it's funny like last year last summer we were like okay as soon as we're in a better spot financially the first thing we need to buy is a new bed because we've been sleeping on a mm-hmm. on a twin size bed and like <sighs> neither of us is a small person and we also co-sleep with a toddler now and so uh... like it's fucking impossible to sleep yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs> and so like we, you know, finally like Serb actually has me getting more money than I was making before and like mm-hmm. Teffer got a job that like pays more money than I was making before and so we're in the situation where we're like, oh, our household income kind of doubled and like right. that's nice. Uh, and instead of immediately buying a new bed, we were like, well, let's get a barbecue and let's get a new mixer for the kitchen and let's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let's buy a bunch of other stuff that we also like need slash want enough that it feels like a need, and then let's buy a bed. And uh, now we have the new bed. We got one of those poly sleep like mattress in a box the size of a fridge. Oh, good. Things. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's nice. It's big enough, but my body is adjusting to it still. So I wake up sore Oof. every morning. Oh no! And like it's been hot. And so we like, you know, and we can't fit an air conditioner in our bedroom window because it's like a stupid window. Like we can only we can only fit the portable ones in there and they're more expensive than the window units. So we have like a window unit in the room next to our room and we just kind of hope for the best. It doesn't (laughs) really do enough. (laughs) You try to breathe in deeply. So you're like sucking in air from the next room. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I haven't slept well in like two weeks, but ouch. uh, but I haven't slept like horribly either, you know. I'm just I'm getting like, <laughs> you know how you had a, a medium trip. I'm kind of having medium sleep. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's okay in a period of adjustment. Yeah. So, um, if you're if after two weeks you're still fucking waking up sore, then perhaps get the refund on the bed <laughs> and get another stiffness or whatever. But yeah. I think that beds is often something that we see as a bigger purchase than it actually is. I mean, beds are fucking expensive. They're expensive. Thankfully, these, like, mattress rolly things are much cheaper than the, like, big-ass not the Bruinartino mattresses or whatever. Right. But it's still pretty expensive. Um, but even then, it's like it feels like the type of thing that is so important, but because it's like we wake up and we leave it, right? and we, we're like, yeah, but that doesn't count, <laughs> you know? Like, I wasn't really awake, so who cares? But it's so important. Yeah. I oh. mean, my... My feeling is like as expensive as a new bed was, we did get it at like a ridiculous discount because they had a sale going. And nice. uh, our last bed was kind of accidentally stolen. <laughs> so <laughs> I figure it kind of evens out. Um, what? So, was it like on moving day on the sidewalk no, and someone was like, yoink? It was. Um, so my mom had had. So my this was, I guess, three three years ago now my grandma moved here and my mom like went to a store that I'm not going to say the name of and bought a <laughs> mattress from them for her because uh, you know might as well and um, 
and went and picked it up in the morning and brought it back to her place. And then two hours later, got a phone call from them. And they were like, so are you going to come pick up that mattress? Because we have it ready for you. And she was like, yes, I will come pick up that mattress now in the (laughs) afternoon. And she went and picked up a second mattress. And she was like, well, now I have two mattresses. (laughs) And so we got that one, which was nice because my previous mattress before that was like six, seven years old. Oh, now now I comprehend this this the accidentally stolen thing. Yeah, I love it. We're like because <laughs> I thought it was like in your bedroom, and somehow someone was like, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I, I just, love that though. I I mean, technically, I didn't steal my last bed. My mom did, and then gave it to me. No, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. It fell off a truck. It yeah, fell off a truck. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so you know, kind of reconciles like the price of the new one. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's good to consider the the past in in yeah any financial experience. Yeah. 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 Totally. But yeah. That otherwise, was, yeah. otherwise things are okay. I'm uh, I'm getting more freelance clients, which is nice. I, awesome. Um, I sort of told myself like I have until the end of Serb to either get to a place where I'm bringing in like a minimum of a thousand dollars a month in freelance work, because mm-hmm. uh, that's like if if I am frugal, that's all we need. Right, like, cause, right, cause, right, right, Because yeah. Tever is working full time now, um, and that's also the max that you can be making while you're getting Serb. So I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm going to aim for like nine hundred to a thousand a month while I'm under Serb, so that once we're out of Serb, I just have to hustle slightly more in order to increase that. And uh, I'm nowhere near there yet, but in the past, <laughs> like uh, in the past couple of weeks since I started like intentionally taking on clients, I like. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing in like a couple hundred a month, which is a start from the zero I was bringing in before. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I have the same, um, I have the same plan essentially mm. uh, to to try to aim for less than a thousand. Because the thing is that with voice acting, mm. um, sometimes it can be like pow in the face. Here's five hundred bucks, and then it's like so, which is great. Right, <laughs> it's great. But um, so I'm trying to see like how I can. Uh, make sure that I'm getting less than a thousand in order to still collect served on the last two months. Right. But like, I mean, obviously, if I have great contracts, then it's like, okay, well, I have to get off it. But like, right. it's um, it, it's an interesting because I don't know, like, making a thousand and uh, making targeting a thousand a month on freelance is not an easy task. Yeah. So <laughs> it really depends on like, because I was I, I I happened to be lucky and got a voice acting gig this month that got me four fifty in one go, Oof, and it's like nice cool but like you know that's not always going to happen right. so uh yeah. trying to figure out you know what it is and and work on my website and things like that within the within those two months right um as well and it's it's oh my god freelance yeah it's, it's tricky i um i so like yeah by the time this comes out this will already be like public knowledge um natural tuning my D podcast um just launched a second campaign so we're doing like two stories on the same feed basically and Mm -hmm. uh i've been trying to figure out what the release schedule for that's going to look like because i don't necessarily want to double my workload but i also don't want like one of the shows like one of the stories is coming out every two weeks and the other one like might come out once a month or something right and so i'm like how do i balance that how do i make sure that like i'm not (laughs) i'm not totally screwed up on the like workload in order to like yeah. stay on top of release schedules and what i'm doing is basically 
trying to get the other one out at least once a month. Um, but then depending on what my freelance workload is like, if I have a week where I'm a little bit less busy, I'll be able to like, you know, put a little more time into that and hopefully get extra out. Um, but all that being said, I'm like, I'm also in a nice spot where um, I just brought on an assistant editor. <laughs> um, awesome. So, yes. Yeah. Cause I, I have a friend who like lost work because of, of covid like yeah he was working for a company that like does like major film production and like that is an industry that is just shut down right now like anything yeah, yeah. anything that isn't already finished filming is like is just kind of on hold indefinitely right so yeah. his company was like well we're laying everyone off peace <laughs> and yeah. uh and like you know he's he qualifies for serb so he's fine but he was like if you need an editor <laughs> hit me up and uh so now i'm in a nice spot where i'm like okay if i get too close to the thousand any given month i'm going to just pass a bunch of work off to him <laughs> and mm-hmm. then i will you know work extra hours on my own projects for free that won't earn me extra money and I'll still be able to collect Serb. And, uh, yeah. 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 And I really, I, I don't see that as like manipulating the system. I think it's like, it's using the time we have more effectively in order to, um, support this freelance, uh, work that we're trying to rebuild because right. trying to build free, freelance without any kind of support is so hard. Yeah. Um, so it's like just trying to figure out like, okay, like how, how can I logically do this in a legal way? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, that's it. Yeah. Like I, everyone I know who has successfully transitioned from quote unquote real job to like full-time creative work, like they have done it by taking a massive risk. Right. And like usually yeah. by yeah. being extremely poor for a while and like not, not, you know living a lifestyle where it would not be easy to also have kids right mm-hmm. and yeah yeah and so for me this is like this is my opportunity to dive in to the extent that I like have always kind of low-key wished I could instead of just mm. plugging away really really gradually and safely like I've had to for the past decade yeah 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 exactly and it's so like as soon as it was as soon as it was expanded to cover freelancers yeah and and it was just like thank you <laughs> this is this is good because yeah. if you support your freelancers your freelancers they will be able to you know build themselves up more successfully which produces a better product which produces a better you know like it's all it's all good if you're helping people to get back to work right. <laughs> like that yeah. seems like the best way to go about it so yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm just over here hoping like I've definitely heard a lot of grumblings about like they should just make serp permanent, you know? Like yeah. the universal basic income kind of situation. And like mm-hmm. I'm all for that. I'm real skeptical that it's gonna happen, so I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna bank oh, on no. it. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's something that is definitely like this has shocked yeah. the system into realizing like, oh shit, when people aren't struggling for their basic needs they can live more (laughs) they can live better lives you know so uh, which which means they'll be less sick which means they'll be less stressed which means you know like all the good things so hopefully this will go in the right in the in in, in a good direction yeah um because it's fucking helpful like if serb hadn't happened like what the fuck you know like what so well that's it i uh i got a i got mail today from the green party because i uh I voted for them last election season and mm-hmm. uh, it was a survey that they were sending out that was like, what are your priorities right now? Cause they're sort of figuring out what their, you know, 
platform is going to be yep. this time around. Yep. And uh, the first thing they asked was like, so uh, universal, universal basic income, is that something that you think is a priority? How much do you like CERB? Do you want CERB to be permanent? <laughs> So you and, got all, all your markers and your stickers and you yeah. filled out. <laughs> That's it. I gave them my my like entire checkbook just pre-signed and said, take all the money that you want from me if you can make this happen. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> but like, I definitely was just kind of like, my only one that I'm saying is my top priority is universal basic income. All the other ones they're asking about, I'm going to say, I think this is important, but it is not my top priority. Yeah, yeah. Just to make it real clear. Yeah. Like, please help your citizens <laughs> to survive. That's yeah. all I need, you know. That's it. It's oh, like man. right now. This is, this is the yeah. big one. It is uh, the big one. Like I just, I, I, there's so many fucking people who are making more on CERB than they were at their jobs. Yeah. And that's not like a woohoo! I can get a fucking um. Okay, the the word has completely lost, left my brain, and the only thing that's coming to mind is a swish pool. Uh, <laughs> Do you, you know like the thing with the tub? bubbles. Yes, that. <laughs> yeah. Swish pool. I like it. Yeah, so it's not like those people are not going like, holy shit, I can buy a hot tub. It's simply like, oh, wow, I can live a normal life without enormous dread. Right. You know, like, I think it's really fucking shitty for people who have higher incomes to see the fact that we're making more on CERB as a, like, you know, you're not working hard enough. Right. Or, you know, it's just like, dude. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, no, that's it. I'm just like, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, I, I'm torn because I'm looking forward to the pandemic being over and it being safe to like see people and like yeah. being yeah, able to course. open the studio up again. But also, yeah. <laughs> I like Serb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I don't need to see my friends. Like, if I can afford a burger more every week i don't need to see my friends oh that's my yeah that's my what i do with my serve money i buy burgers you buy two thousand dollars worth of burgers per month yeah honestly yeah, that's what i uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> tom i knew that would appeal to you i knew <laughs> i'm just thinking that, that would about sound it. good <laughs> it's it's like it's like what 200 burgers a month or something I guess that's too yeah, many burgers. No, yeah. Well, <laughs> that, that is I mean, too many burgers. Yeah, no, yeah. Because initially, initially, in my mind, for some reason, it translated to I get, because of CERB, I get one burger extra a month. Oh, okay. Um, but then you transformed it into, like, just using that entire sum of money for burgers. <laughs> but then the math you did, yeah, that took the dream away because it is too many burgers. It's <laughs> just too many burgers. But But one extra burger per month. One extra burger per week, even, you know? That's, oh shit! That's all we want. You're Don't call me a socialist. I'm just <laughs> one burger. That's the plan. Right to the Green Party. Say your new platform is. We will get you one extra burger a week. Oh my god! I like that because they're also like ostensibly the party that cares the most about the environment, and that's definitely not sustainable. Hey, veggie burger! Oh yeah. Soy burger. There's all kinds of burgers. Soy burgers I, are I worse for the, the environment beef than beef. Oh, right. That's true. <laughs> I uh, I bought a whole bunch of meat in my most recent grocery trip, and I'm real excited to do some homemade burgers on my nice. grill. The last time we talked, I didn't have my grill yet, but I do now. Oh, right. It, well, it, you know, oh, I've seen been seeing pictures. Oh, yeah. It's, yes. uh, it's been nice. Oh, the, life, the eating something okay. nice 
is so important as well. It makes a difference. It's so yeah, because it, it's a, it's sort of an expression of like I value myself <laughs> enough to <laughs> make this thing that will be tasty and me make me happy. You know, rather than just like food. Yeah, I I just need food to survive. <laughs> Welcome to the Cash Corner, the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us and also our sponsors money. During this global pandemic, we know that most people don't have extra money just lying around. So instead of asking you to give us $5 a month in support on Patreon, we want to just ask you to support us any way you see fit. That could be by leaving us a nice review on your podcatcher of choice, by sharing the episode with a friend, or even just by hitting us up on social media to let us know you're listening. It makes a huge difference for us to know that we're not just screaming into the void. Um, you know, scream back. <laughs> we like to hear from you. Uh, of course, if you do feel like throwing some money our way, we're not going to say no. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month as a patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Carlea, Thomas, George, Poppy, Killian, Sarah, Angelica, Will, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Kate, and Erica. You'll get early access to bonus content, little behind-the-scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. And half of our net proceeds from Patreon are donated to local food banks, indigenous charitable organizations, women's shelters, and the Black Lives Matter movement. So you're not just helping us make a great show, you're also helping us help others. So you can go to patreon.com slash up for discussion to learn more and to donate. Or again, if you want to just help us out for free, share the episode, leave a review, you know, all those things that YouTubers tell you to do, except we're not on YouTube because we have souls. This episode is brought to you in part by Chaos. That's Chaos with a K. I'm going to get that out of the way right now. If you've been listening to our show for a while, you've definitely heard us talk about Chaos. They're professional sound equipment, cinema-grade cameras, event hosting, social media services, and more. But right now, we want to highlight the trailer for their upcoming feature-length film, American Dreamers. American Dreamers tells the story of two British graduates who take a road trip across the USA, looking for a shortcut to fame, fortune, and green cards. If quarantine life has you eagerly awaiting the day you can leave your house and travel someplace more than two kilometers away again, let the American Dreamers trailer scratch that itch for you. You can go to chaoslabs.com to check it out. Remember, that's chaos with a K. All right, back to the show. So, Kate, speaking of uh, things that are game changers that are better. How about, Nicely done. How about our patrons, our Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash up for discussion? They're better, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get into our featured Patreon question for the week. If you want to submit the featured Patreon question for an episode of our show, it's as simple as going to patreon.com slash up for discussion and giving us $5. $5. $5 foot long. Uh, <laughs> that made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> well, I don't know why. Today's $5 foot long comes from our patron Gabriel, who says... That made me even more uncomfortable. <laughs> why? You don't want Gabe's $5 foot long? I do just just read the question gabe says growing up in winnipeg our sex and health education was very short mostly biology explanations and no conversation on safe sex and consent beyond putting on a condom on a wooden peg sidebar did the school board just have a room full of those (laughs) what would you guys like to see brought up in classrooms and what advice would you like to share with your younger self Ooh la la. Yeah. So much. There's so much because it's just so bad. It's so bad. I'm curious because we, we went to high school in different decades. Yes. When I was there, I mean, we went to different schools also, but when I was in high school, sex ed, I think the only thing I remember about sex ed was, yeah, having at least one class where we went into our like ethics and religious cultures class and the teacher brought out some wooden dicks and we put condoms on them. And I remember... I didn't do it because <laughs> when I was in high school, I was very much a like conservative Christian kid. And right, I was yeah. very convinced that I was not ever going to have 
sex because I was waiting till I was married and I was very convicted that I was only going to have sex, you know, with someone I was comfortable getting pregnant and therefore did not need to practice putting on a condom when I was 16. Right. Wow. Okay. And, uh, well, uh, (laughs) obviously a lot (laughs) has changed since then. Um, Yes. But like, I was right at the time that I certainly did not know how to need to know how to put on a condom until I was like 23. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and to my, to my teacher's credit, she said, okay, I'm not going to, you know, force you to do that. Um, it is important though, that you pay attention to what people are doing because on the off chance you change your mind, (laughs) you will, you know, it will come in handy. (laughs) And I was like, okay, fair enough. Um, but I really, I don't, remember much beyond that um so I'm curious like how was it when you were in high school well I have this vague memory of having some kind of sex ed in primary school okay um but very little and probably very fallopian tube related um and then (laughs) yeah in high school um yeah I think it would have been explored in biology in terms of just human anatomy right and then we had uh, morale, which was the sort of class that they lumped everything else into. Right, yeah. Um, and there definitely was the wooden dick moment. But what I find so fucked up is that they're like the the way that they approach what content is going where and how much of it is is needed. Right. Because like there, I don't know how many times I've had this conversation with so many people of like we should be taught in schools how to communicate with each other and how to diffuse conflict and how to, you know, listen to each other and then interact and all these different things, which um, would also be valuable in a sex ed class because right. consent isn't just saying, like, um, you need them to say yes before you do anything because consent is so much more complex than that. Right. Um, it, it's It's... Uh, so like it ha- to me it, it's not just the physical aspect of it like the 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 your sexual health essentially right it's knowing how to respect people right. and um, expanding everything from uh, trans rights to uh, gay rights to like all these different things to encompass what the world has to offer and who is out there so that you're not what I want from a sex ed class is that I don't go what right in life you know yeah I mean, that's always gonna happen but that's what it like that I want kids to know what a fucking blowjob is so that when they're when it, when it comes to like being asked to do one or being put in a position of abuse for example or anything like that you they fucking know what is happening right because the less you know about a situation the less you're able to make a decision about it yeah and but they think they the evil people think <laughs> that the less you know about yourself as a human and the less you know about sexuality the more protected you will be right from the evils of 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 sexual contact but that's completely backwards right yeah in my view no totally that's it i um i got into that with caddy a little bit a couple weeks ago um right yeah this like this thing of like the the more that is taught in like you know i i think like definitely elementary school sex ed can totally just be like here is biology and also don't let people touch you like it can be pretty like simple um although kids definitely do understand infinitely more than we give them credit for um yeah (laughs) shout out to the rad child podcast one of the other shows on our network that goes into that um but like 
you know, for high school sex ed, like, yeah, teenagers are having sex or or being some form of sexually active, even if they're not necessarily having sex, right? And mm-hmm. like, you know, also, what is your definition of sex? <laughs> you know, at what point yeah. you know, is a blowjob sex? Yes, is like, you know... Like, what is asexuality? Like, right. well, I, I was a... F- proper adult before i found out that there are humans who don't want to have sex right i was like whoa <laughs> you I, know? I was not but only because i had a friend who was asexual oh, okay so i yeah, just yeah you know i learned it from them but that's the thing right mm-hmm. like when i was in high school i mean granted i was also you know deeply closeted because again i was a conservative church kid in high school mm-hmm. i like did not know that like gender nonconforming people existed, that non-binary right, exactly. people existed. Yeah, I knew trans people existed. I certainly had a very wrong concept of what that meant at the time, mm-hmm. and like I, you know, just I I barely knew any queer people, so I you know wasn't comfortable talking about that kind of stuff, and like yeah, you know, I think. I'm pretty sure that the teacher who taught us how to put condoms on wooden dildos also, like, you know, mentioned, like, obviously, if any of you are, like, LGBT+, plus, like, you're gonna have a different experience of all of this. And, like, you know, yeah, I am not yeah. asking to out you in class right now. So, like, you know, if you have questions you want to ask about that in private, feel free to hit me up. Um, but, like, you know, there wasn't really that much talk of what that would look like, right? Mm-hmm. Apart from, mm-hmm. like, if you're having anal sex, you should also wear a condom. Or, you know, if you're right. honestly even oral, you might want a condom just you know, they're essentially very condom focused and like, yeah, 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 exactly. That's such a weird, like I remember it being very condom focused (laughs) and it's such a, a limited view. Like I, um, in the past year or so have become so much more aware of what a polyamorous relationship looks like. Sure. Um, whereas before I just thought it was like a bunch of partners, yeehaw, but that's like, so not it. And, um, the, I've gained so much knowledge from, uh, just following pages about polyamory or uh, or trans rights right. uh, and the trans experience because it's like oh like all these different things that I'm not I don't have a class anymore it's it's just like generally on my Facebook feed and it's like oh wow like so many there's an account I can't remember what it's fucking called there's a polyamory account on on Instagram and there's so much healthy fucking relationship stuff that right. they post like it's it's stated as for your your uh, your partners in your uh, in your poly group but like it's just like well yeah can we do this for everyone like <laughs> could people like actually respect each other all right. the time like so it's 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 i'm just seeing more and more and i'm so upset of being so late to the game but of of how incredibly powerful it is to be aware of even the realms that you don't dance in, right. you know, to, I'm not trans, I'm, I don't, I don't have a polyamorous relationship, but there's so much to learn from those experiences that enrich my own. So right. it's like, give me, give it all to me, like, Jesus Christ. And I'll, even in, 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 like, this is another hot tub moment, even in kids school, the small kids school, the pr- primary school, um, or elementary school. Swish pool. Uh, yeah, it's, um, introducing the different that that people have different genders and that people have uh, identify with different genders and that people can be trans. It's like if you're a five year old, you might be going through something like that. So right. it really is like it's not about 
omitting information is. Give them all the information <laughs> at a re- at a reasonable pace and and context. Right. But like, don't hide this stuff. Yeah, that's it. Kids, <sighs> kids need to have the vocabulary to express themselves, yes. right? Like yes. that's that's kind of ultimately what what it comes down to, right? Both with gender expression, with sexuality, with things around consent and abuse. Like mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. don't teach kids terminology, if you don't teach kids that things exist, they might end up in situations where they're like unsafe and can't yeah. say anything about it because they have no idea how to tell you, right? Yeah, and, like, exactly. And that's one of the things like Gabe asked, like what we would like to, you know, see brought up in classrooms and what advice we'd share with our younger selves. And like, I think that the sort of blanket answer is like, just a an outpouring of information right and and openness but to be really specific i think like if nothing else conversations around consent need to happen and like they need to happen in ways where it's clear that it's not just a black or white on or off kind of thing right yeah it it has to be like (laughs) because you know when i was in high school like the conversation around consent was like you are either having sex or it is rape, right? Like, it's not... Mm -hmm, There mm -hmm. there was no conversation of, like, you know, like, the the nuance of, like, can people who are in a relationship have a non-consensual sexual experience? Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because they can. Can a relationship... Or can can an experience go from consensual to non-consensual halfway Mm -hmm. through? Yes, it can. And, like... The, there needs to be an emphasis on teaching people how to communicate when that happens, right? And and yeah. how to respond when that happens. And that, like, you know... And to feel empowered. I think that, in, like, yeah. beyond information, empowerment is also incredibly crucial because I think that as a, as a freaking two-legged people, we <laughs> are constantly put in positions where we are um, putting the... our perceived worry of what people will think ahead of our needs so um, non-sexual reference but still applicable I've been worried about not wearing a mask when we go walk the dogs like it was Mm -hmm. a really quiet neighborhood but I still felt awkward about it and very few people are wearing masks in my neighborhood um, and Paul doesn't particularly think that he needs to wear one on walks but then I kept feeling like I did and to a point it was like just wear the fucking mask. Like, it's not because Paul doesn't want to and that he's saying you don't need to right. that you have to, you know, not do that thing. So, right. like, empowering ourselves to make decisions based on our own assessments right. because we're so used to second-guessing ourselves and because we don't empower children, they second-guess themselves on, on everything. So if they're in a situation where someone is pressuring them or even if the person is not actively pressuring them, they may be imposing pressure on themselves because of their lack of education or their discomfort with that particular person. Right. And then that le- leads them to do something that they don't want to do. Right. Um, so it's like empowerment. My God, empower the children. Right. Well, that's it. <laughs> it's, it's about teaching people that they have agency. Yes. And that that matters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because society does not value those things or show those things off or, no. you know, or educate us in order to do those things. So it's like, thank goodness for all these fucking um, <laughs> accounts and, and, and speakers and friends who are like, hey, you're worth something. Let's right. do this, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> <sighs> wooden 
sticks. I'm, I'm thinking about that room. You know how they would rent out the TV? Like the teacher would have to sort of schedule using the TV? <laughs> yeah. I think they probably had like two or three wooden dicks and right. then they're like oh shit the dick's gone and I'm like I, I scheduled it I was like Janice I have it like, okay. which one of you guys has the dick tray today I picture them <laughs> yes, they yes. wheel it in on the same kind of trolley as the TV right but it's just like yes. one singular wooden dildo <laughs> and it's kind of wobbling and you're like it's always almost <laughs> fallen over but then it's like whoa, whoa. everybody's worried about the dick all the time and then like the, the, the teachers have like names for the dicks oh, yeah. and stuff and yeah good time <laughs> good times good times gross yeah yep, yep. Uh, well kate that feels like a good place for us to finish <laughs> Yum! <laughs> <laughs> we can end on a wooden dick right yes yeah. of course we can finish on a wooden dick that's uh, the best <laughs> 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 the choice uh, of the word finish it's just you put it there, and I then did. I just kept using it. So I know, I know. I put it in. That's what dicks do. I put it in both of our mouths. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're adults. Yeah, we're adults. Um, I'm gonna go uh, jump in a bath of condoms now because that's how I keep myself safe. Oh, is that part of the mushroom trip? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like thinking about how exploring... that would feel. <laughs> oh, it would be horrible. And like, I'm it's... not even talking used ones. I'm talking just like in their wrappers oh, yeah. still. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I would no. I had I had taken them all out of the wrappers for <laughs> this mental. Uh... <laughs> it really is an unpleasant. It's like. Uh, it's like it's there, but it's not because it's so thin. Yeah, and yet the lube is like uh, is or the lube are like powdery. It's just like it's like it's meant to slip out of your fingers. So like you're you're going in that bath, and it's just like some of them are flying out, and you're and some one of them sticks to your face, and then and then you're just like, oh, this isn't what I thought it would be. Oh, and I then hate it. I give you a phone call, and then I'm like, dude, it didn't work. And then you're like, you, but it's the only way for you to be safe. And then I'm like, okay. And then Paul dumps more condoms on top of me. <laughs> It's uh, and that's how that's how I finish. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think I'm about we just to... proved how shitty our sex ed was. Yeah, I'm Kate. I'm about to ask a question that, given the subject matter of today's episode, is going to be really, really silly. Do you have anything <laughs> that you want to plug before I let you go? Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I would love to plug myself. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, it reduces stress. But so true, true. the um, I don't think I have any. Uh, you know what I have to plug? Mm. I have to plug. I want to plug. Say plug a couple no, more wanna, times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to plug. There was a. Uh, oh fuck! Now I've forgotten the name. Anyways, a Quebec thing. Don't worry about it. Self care. <laughs> if you are if you are are able to care for yourself, uh, please do. And if you aren't able to care for yourself, uh, reach out to someone who can mm-hmm. help you out, or just do puppy dog eyes in the street, and someone <laughs> will come to you. Or like uh, with Snow White, perhaps nature will come to your aid. We are valuable as humans, and we need to care about each other. That's my plug. Yeah, I like that. It's a good yeah. plug. Catch me in a week when I plug my new career. Woo! Yeah, enjoy uh, <laughs> enjoy having some time off. Thank you. Make Thank the you. most of it. Or Thank or you. don't, honestly. Don't feel pressure to make the most of of relaxation that, time. That's actually Thank you really for saying yeah. that. <laughs> I'm I'm very bad at that. I <laughs> I had sort of set up and one of the reasons why the trip wasn't the greatest was that I 
I set it up as this amazing moment where I'm going to let go of all my pain and, right. and, and sink into all these things before I start anew. And it's like the trip wasn't as strong as I thought it would be. And then it was just like, well, this is not working. And then like, <laughs> just relax. Just fucking have a nap. That's okay, too. That's <laughs> yeah yeah do what you gotta Thanks do for that reminder yeah, yeah of course yeah, exactly. uh, it's a reminder to myself frankly awesome yeah. awesome you 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 deserve it tom Woo. you deserve it you too deserve, <laughs> deserve it i'm i'm so i'm so tired <laughs> same i'm gonna go eat a pint of ice cream oh fucking yes Woo. enjoy it tom enjoy it i will have a good one say hi to paul you too i will bye and that brings us to the end of our show i hope you liked it if you did, uh, again, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash up for discussion. Or if you don't feel like throwing money at us, either because you don't want to or because you can't, that's totally fair. Um, consider supporting us for free. You can leave a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, uh, or just share the episode with a friend. Um, we also have merch. You can click the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at Public, including masks. You want a mask with our logo on it? Huh? I bet you do. Fight COVID in style with a up for discussion mask from TeePublic. Uh, link in the thing. Uh, you can also follow our show on Instagram and Twitter at Down With Talking and like our page on Facebook. Um, the only thing that I want to plug is uh, click that resource link in the description of this episode as well uh, for resources on how to be a good ally right now and uh, do the work of educating yourself. It's important. Special thanks to The Honeythorns for letting us use their song Crack Apart as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at thehoneythorns.bandcamp.com. And this show was produced and edited by me, Tom Zalat, and I for the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. See you next week. Hey, I'm Aaron Lakoff, host of Changing on the Fly, a brand new podcast on the Upford Network. Changing on the Fly is a podcast that dives deep into the intersections between hockey and social justice. We take on issues of sexism, racism, and homophobia on the ice. You'll hear from athletes, activists, fans, scholars, and even musicians who love hockey but want to keep the jerks out of the game. Think Colin Kaepernick or Serena Williams, but with skates and less teeth. It's your perfect antidote to Don Cherry and Coach's Corner. Hey, Don, what do you think of changing on the fly? Not the left-wing pinkle media bleeding hearts, guys. What are you, nuts? Anyways, you can find Changing on the Fly wherever you get your podcasts or visit us online at changingontheflypodcast.wordpress.com. I'm Teffer. I'm Caddy. And I'm Hannah. And we are the Yeah Podcast. Join us as we dig into young adult literature, reviewing new releases, revisiting old classics, and exploring what YA Lit can teach us at any age. Discover the world of YA Lit through exclusive author interviews, book reviews, genre smackdowns, and more. The Yeah Podcast, available through the Upford Network on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else you find your podcasts. This is our book club, and you're invited. Yeah! Yeah!